1: Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Evan Salve. Uh, we did this one a couple weeks ago. This was part of the G-Fly deal where he uh, does the breakdown on G-Fly for us. So it was a fun one. We talk a lot about Yellowtail, a fish that I've never caught, but he has a, a pretty cool perspective and outlook. You might hear a lot of pop, pop, popping because I have no pop screen on my mic right now because it's late at night. And I wanted to get this out tomorrow morning so you guys can hear it. Uh, again, this episode is sponsored by Save On Tackle. They're located in Santa Fe Springs. Uh, you could check them out on Save On Tackle on Instagram. Or go to the website; they carry everything we talked about in this episode. So you could go there and get rigged for flyers, uh, get some G Fly uh, baits. So yeah, you go check them out. They're a big help to this podcast, and, and uh, this is another sponsored episode by him. And if you guys want to get in the giveaway for the Irod rod and Cast and Crank shirt for this weekend, it's going to be the Spotted Bay Bass Roundtable Episode 2. Um, you could watch it on Instagram Live as well, so if you want to check that out. And uh, I got an ad from T. He uh, is doing an ad for Angler, so take a listen to that. And next week will be... I'm not sure yet we'll see I got I got a lot of people lined up we got dark seas coming in we got um I got all kinds of people I have been real busy this weekend on that one so and you guys could see my update on my boat because I fucking hate it and the board board's it out and it uh I'm, I'm redoing the whole thing I got a lot of cool ideas so I'll, I'll document it all and uh thanks for listening guys
0: What's up, guys? It's T of iRod and Fish All Brand here, and I'm super stoked right now because I just walked out of Anglers Marine in the city of Anaheim with a brand new 2020 2260 Bay Ranger. I've talked to dudes like Gary Reyes, Benny Florentino, Garrett Ching, and they all dip out in Ranger Center councils. To be honest, it's been a dream boat of mine. So I went to Anglers, I checked one out, and Mark, head of sales, he made it a reality. I literally drove off with that brand new ranger center council. My payments are super comfortable. They're going to outfit the boat with, you know, a motor guide and HES 12 live and radios and lights and all this other stuff that I'm going to need out there to be successful. I talked to Jordan, who's their service drive manager. He's like, bro, we got you come back in a couple weeks to their super swamp and I'm going to be rigged and ready to go. Tomorrow's my maiden voyage. I'm super stoked. And I just have to say thank you to Angler's Marine. Mark, thank you. Jordan and Rick, the owner of Angler's Marine. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And as always, don't count your blessings. Pass. You know what I, th-
2: I think you should totally do? I mean, I, I, I believe that you're at the point right now where... You should find a way to monetize the podcast enough to the point where you feel like it's like, hey, like, because it is like, dude, you got your studio, you're getting yeah. a lot, you're getting big names in here. I'd say you're at the point where, where like, I think good, appropriate sponsorship. Like, obviously, you don't want to feel like beholden to companies, you know. You don't want to feel like a, you this own is anything. the thing,
1: and I, I agree. I don't think bigger companies are going to want to touch it somewhat because I'm like a mm. rough. Podcast, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So maybe. like, I say like fuck and cunt and shit. Yeah, but look like like, at
2: Joe Rogan and all these guys. But
1: Joe Rogan just made a fucking what? Hundred million dollars? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they said. I heard it was like way more than that. Yeah, it's
2: probably got like back end stuff. That's but like, it's a
1: great idea because you know what? No more YouTube. Won't be on YouTube. It'll be yeah. on Spotify. Yeah. You don't got to worry about your sponsors. I you mean, know? yeah,
2: the guy's set for life. You know, I mean, but that's. I mean, obviously, we're not talking about a hundred million. But I mean, no. I think that. I think that there would be, and and I've, you know, I heard that you've, you've had some sponsors like lately and I think that people don't care about that. Every podcast that's like a legit, (laughs) people might care, but fuck those people. Because honestly, like I listen to podcasts a lot. Every legitimate, like upper tier podcast Mm -hmm. generally has like an ad or two in it because like, dude, these guys put a shit ton of effort into it. I listen to a bunch of history podcasts and it's like, you listen to
1: hardcore history? I've listened to all those. Dude, how many times have you listened to the Mongol one?
2: Dude, you know which one I really thought was really—I love the uh, the Great War one, uh, War of World, uh, yes, the, the, the War of the World. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good the, one. The War of Wars or whatever, the, the five part one. I listened to that and I thought it was really a fascinating one. I think he does a super great job. He with makes his,
1: it interesting. Even my kids listen to it. Oh, he's got He's like, got oh. a, He's
2: got the voice for it. Like he keeps it very engaging. He tells like good stories. It's dramatic. It feels yes. like you're like yeah. watching a TV show. But I've listened to this like five hundred part. Day by day history of World War II podcast that this guy's been working on for like ten years. This guy Ray Harris, amazing. I've heard, I've heard of him. He's yeah. literally got like five hundred podcasts, and he does it dude. like on a very like like a week to week podcast of the whole course of the war. Yes, and it's like he's been doing it for ten years, and he's like in ninety. He's like not even like a third. He's like a third through the war.
0: I'm wow. like, dude, this
2: guy's gonna be working on this for like twenty five years, but he's gonna have like the most comprehensive day to day thing. Impressive. But he has sponsors in it. It's yeah. like whatever. It's thirty seconds. It's a minute. You can skip it if you want to skip it like
1: yeah it's just finding the way to do it like um i'm gonna keep riding it out and hopefully find a way to to like by no means am i looking to i have a job so i'm cool but i mean the thing that that gets me is taking time away from the family yeah they know i love it and i tell people this is like my band yeah when i was in a hardcore band this is like, oh, I get to put out music and people like it. Well, I get to put out something people fucking like. Well, you're chronicling, like, and we've you know? talked
2: about this in the past. You yeah. are, you are chronicling a period in sport fishing history, which, which there's very few, there's very few people who take like a measure of the times. In, in phishing, right? Like, there's no day to day account. And, and it's, yeah, there's Instagram, but Instagram is vanity. And Instagram is all, you know, it's all c- contorted in a way that, that generally benefits, like, the individual users, you know? Mm-hmm. There, there's very few, like, you know, collective efforts on, on behalf of the sport fishing industry to actually capture moments in time, like in a way that's like relatively non-biased, that's relatively personal Mm -hmm. where, where it's not people just like choosing very specific words and phrases and and hashtags to like spell out an experience. Like, so, so what you've done in the last couple of years is you've actually captured like a a pretty impressive chronicle of the times. And it's, and that, and and what's cool about that (laughs) is like, that'll be there in, you know, thirty years like w- w- this collection that you have—it's like an archive, right? It's an archive yeah. of the times. So I and I think that that like that's the value in it. You're 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 actually like a historian, <laughs> no.
1: literally. The you know? uh, I have a question for you since we're talking about the times. Are we recording? Right? Yeah. Oh, cool. We're going. Um The COVID thing, okay? Yeah. Now I don't want to talk about that because it's been beaten with the stick. But I want to talk about you've been fishing yeah. the whole time. Yeah. How much of a difference has fishing been without sport boats out there? Oh my god! With just you, <laughs> so like I want to know. Okay, well, is it that fucking good? Because I mean, uh, you got so much less pressure. Yeah. Are um, not really because they're not going okay. in the same area as you are.
2: You know, it's funny because all right, when when I speak about this, you know, I have to speak very very measured because. Um, you know, the sport boats are a huge part of the Southern California sport fishing culture, right? Mm-hmm. They are. And, and it, that is the access point for for tens of thousands of anglers, you know, at least thousands of anglers every year. And, and there is a little bit of a shift in that regard. And I think the COVID might be accelerating that shift where people do gravitate towards like private boat ownership. People do gravitate towards like small boat charter operations. And I think that... That's going to be a trend that's going to be continuing probably in, in, in accelerated because of the COVID crisis, because obviously smaller group sizes you can manage who you're with. Yes. I mean, the idea of sleeping like foot to head or head to head with, with 30 people in a bunk room is like, it feels like such an antiquated notion at this yeah, point. You yeah. know, that's like distant history at this point. Um, I think that of all the species that, that get affected, I'll tell you the ones that I think you look at like a super profound impact: uh, the California yellowtail, right? Like every year, the California yellowtail population more or less has to has to run the iron curtain of the Coronado Islands because that's like pretty much smack dab in the middle of their migratory path. So when you have a, a, a band of water, you know that 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 holds the biomass of this fish, as that band of water snakes its way up the coast seasonally. Uh, pretty much everything filters through that San Diego block, like the Nottos, you know, and then and then you know directly offshore the Coronado Islands, yeah. Uh, and the Nottos see an, an absolutely incredible amount of concentrated fishing pressure, and it's highly effective fishing pressure. So uh, I think right now, you know, you're seeing a, a hopefully. And and you know I mean obviously when I say hopefully it's yeah it's 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 really sad that obviously a lot of family businesses aren't running but from an ecological
1: perspective you know a lot of fish are getting through so you feel like it's almost like a blessing for the fish I mean, fishing a little bit because it gives. It gives it a mandatory break without saying, you know, stop doing this and everyone has to because yeah. you can't run the fucking boats. Well, I, I think
2: mean. it's going to, I think, I think potentially, for example, last year, and, and, I'll, and I'll look at last year. Last year we had like a, a really fantastic biomass of like f- eight to 10 pound yellowtail that yeah. slid into the Coronado's. And, and when you talk about biomass, we're talking about like hundreds of thousands of fish, like thousands of individual schools. You know, you're looking at a lot of fish, a biomass. And and that fish came in there and and a lot of that fish got harvested in at that eight to 10 pound, you know, size, you know, and you're looking at tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of fish that were removed from from the ecosystem, you know, at a very specific point in the year in a very concentrated area And, and that fish, in my opinion. Uh, and and I'm not a marine biologist, but but I think that that fish, if it wasn't checked so hard, there probably would have dissipated more into the into the overall bite, into the into the larger bite. You know, are you
1: seeing bigger fish now? Because it's not or a not, size not really thing
2: necessarily, but quantity? but what I would hope is that yeah, you know, maybe it'll be like a really good year spawning wise. Maybe this fish will have like a really successful spawning year, and 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 with limited pressure. Uh, high reproductive rates, you're going to see the trickle-down effect actually benefit sport boats and benefit the sport fishing industry in the next few years, right? And uh, I think that... Yeah, I mean, obviously, day-to-day, like, yeah, when you're removing fish from – like, the Coronados are a relatively small chain of islands. These are not terribly large islands. You take 10,000 fish, 20,000 fish off the islands, mm-hmm. that is meaningful, and that is – that is. I just – if you look at fish per acre, I mean, that is a noticeable thing. <laughs> yeah. and, and And I think that, you know, like, the sport boats – kill fish I mean at, at a rate that that certainly would equal any gill netter that would certainly like equal I, I mean I would almost say like if, if you're taking 200-250 fish a day you might as well just be a, a purse seiner. you might as well just be wrapping schools at the net because functionally it's the same thing you're but still, how do
1: you keep how do you keep your business
2: afloat well that's the thing and and, and this is what i would propose this is what i would pro- propose for the future of sport fishing in southern california this is what i think everybody could get behind and advocate for right so you, you look at like the white sea bass and how it's managed you have a, a one fish or a three fish limit yeah depending on the time of year you have a 28 inch minimum limit yeah limit I don't think there's any reason why a a game fish, a sport fish like a yellowtail couldn't have like a three fish 28 inch minimum. Why the heck not? You know, like three twenty-eight 28-inch fish. What's uh, the minimum right now? What minimum? You know, it's like it's on five, it's tail, five fish. and five. Yeah, I, what, I think there's some fork-length stuff, but I mean, it doesn't really come into effect. Like, I think you're allowed to kill like five over or five under. I, I'm not sure the specifics, but put it this way. I mean, if you get a good kelp stop on a bunch of four-pound yellowtail and you want to kill them, like, people kill them, and they kill them in, in big numbers when they need to kill them in big numbers. I think that you could align... Yellowtail with white sea bass from a management perspective pretty easily, I think it would be a, a, a pill that might be fu- – it might be a bitter pill to swallow economically because a lot of the ins- the money is wrapped up in like cutting fish for a set fee. A lot of that money is fish counts. But I think that it, people would adapt to the same degree that they adapted to the reduced uh, and increased size limits on uh, on uh, on the bass, yeah Calico. Calico bass and sand bass. I mean, when like did this- that kick in? What, it was five years ago or something. Really? Ten, Were 10 people years. It was flipping out then. Oh my god! Yes, it really? was like it was like a doom and gloom scenario for the hot day boats. Oh my god, this is terrible. You know, but everybody's fine Nothing now. Changed. Nothing really <laughs> yeah, changed. Yeah. Everything kind of like and and now fish just die at fourteen inches instead of twelve inches. And yeah. the only effect is that maybe they got like a couple years to spawn before they got there. Right, yeah. like. It just it just moved it just moved the scale a little bit you know it just it just moved the measure up like a couple of years
1: and you feel like you see that effect with the yellowtail I that's kind of why think you're the talking about it. I think the yellowtail is
2: like the fishery that we could improve the most. Okay, I think that okay it's fine right now. Obviously it's it survived as is for hundreds of years and and we're getting by and you can generally catch yellowtail. But I think that's a fishery that if California wanted to be super progressive from a conservation standpoint, you could say, hey, look at the yellowtail. This is a fish that eats like a surface lure very well across pretty much the extent of its range. It's a really like, it's a fun fish. It's an interactive mm-hmm. fish. It eats like all kinds of different presentations. It fights good. You know, this is like a nice size inshore game fish. That's very reliable for its sporting qualities. So if there's a fish that we could all core around and say, Hey, like what's create like a world-class yellowtail fishery or what's or improve what's already a pretty good yellowtail fishery, but maybe we can make it better. And in, in, in the trickle down benefits of that would actually year over year, be better for the sport boat fleet and better for the private boat fleet. You know, have you seen
1: someone that has a fishery for yellowtail like us that has a improved? I mean, if you go to New Zealand, and in, in that's a southern yellowtail; it's a
2: different species genetically, but it's more of like a jigging and a popping and a sporting environment. Do Obviously they have it's a different, New Zealand, the different uh, limit even. too on that? I'm not as familiar okay. with it, but but they view the fish differently. You have like a different uh, a, a different value applied to the fish. It's worth more potentially in the water than it is dead in the gunny sack, mm-hmm. and and I think that. For California sport fishing to survive, like if you look at it like as a decade over decade perspective, I think there is going to have to be at least a little evolution in, in how we view and treat and respect our game fish, right? Yeah. It, this is coming from me and I've killed plenty and, in, in, you know, hundreds of eight to 10 pound yellowtail. I am I'm guilty as sin yeah. of, of harvesting huge quantities of these fish. But if we all came together as a community and said, hey, 28 inch minimum, you know, a three fish limit. Uh, I'd be like, yeah, 100%. I, I 100% support that. That sounds like a really good plan. Let's do it. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's no reason why, like, you can't just, like, net a yellowtail and, like, take a hook out of its mouth and, like, let it go. Like, releasing big bluefin tuna is pretty hard. You know, like, yeah, uh, you get, yeah, like, a yeah. yummy fire stuck in it. throat. So good luck removing that thing on a hot tuna. Like, that's hard. You'd have to really change how we fish for the fish, like hook wise and rig wise, to, yeah. to successfully release these fish, which is not as compatible as you may think with our fishery, you know, like good luck convincing people to do that, you know. Um, but like with the yellowtail, a lot of these fish are really releasable. You know, you're catching it on like a jig. You just, you know, you pull a jig out of its face the same way you would pull it out of a calico's yeah, face. Yeah. You know, a little a little hook. You know, these are a releasable fish that release well. You know, they're manageable. You can net them and pull them in the boat and take. But a But if they, they and do a
1: yellowfin a yellowtail uh, tournament. They keep, they keep them They yeah, but, but we're I not mean,
2: asking We're not saying No no like, I'm just asking That's like I, one step I don't think that you're ever Going to see it re- Become like a calcabassing Where it's like yeah. Highly frowned upon To kill a big bass Because like Admittedly like They're very good eating You want a beer or you I'm okay water? I'll finish this one Okay they're they they're really it looks good. Looks like eating. you're done with that one. I'm just halfway through one. I'm just playing I'm, around. I'm, you you're giving me Coors Light today. Like you usually ply me with like yeah. IPAs, and then yeah. I'm like three hours in, and you know how. And I, I know I,
1: need, I needed you to have yeah. a good conversation. Yeah, no. This, so I don't want you to get too drunk.
2: No, exactly. <laughs> no, but see if the yellowtail. It, I'm not saying don't eat them. They're delicious, and there's a commercial fishery for them too. You know, people commercial fish them. There's all kinds of factors at play. Um, I think that from a sporting perspective, if if you're somebody who considers yourself like a sport fisherman, right? Predominantly, maybe you're you're not really like operating on like the commercial side of it. Then I think you could definitely look at it and say like, hey, maybe like a self-enforced three fish, 28 inch minimum would be like super progressive and smart and super forward thinking. And if like a, a meaningful amount of people adopted that, you know, maybe we would see like an improvement in, in the year round stock up here, you and know? You, but
1: you probably see a lot of guys that, can only fish maybe four times a year exactly and that's what's going to get it it's like you go hey man i just want to bring some home for my kids or my family and it might be just a special thing yeah. that's going to be the hard exactly. part exactly and that's and, yeah. and,
2: what and that's why i can't i'm not going to sit here and judge everybody's yeah, individual experiences yeah. like i'm fortunate because i can fish a lot it's built into my life so i fish a lot and yeah like releasing a few fish doesn't impact me as much because yeah. like you know i get to do it a lot as opposed to somebody you might only get out once a month or once every other month mm-hmm. or only a couple times a year I think that individual anglers you have to look at the economic factor. Do you do this commercially? Do you do this for a living? Are you involved with the industry side of it? Okay. Yes or no? Uh, do I at the end of the year have a tremendous amount of freezer-burned fish that I throw away? Am I being wantonly wasteful in what I'm doing mm-hmm. and, and I think that that can be an individual angler conversation? Um And, and if in and perhaps, you know, in the state of California where we've dealt with like the MPAs and we've dealt with a lot of like rel- regulatory things that mm-hmm. have been divisive and, and made us very angry at times, you know, perhaps we we are entering an era where the individual anger should become the arbiter of their own truth yeah. and begin to actually like set the stage for an anger driven, anger led. Conservation effort that'll carry us into the next few decades and in and, and portray us better on, on a statewide scale on a political scale You know like hey like you guys want to come in here and regulate our fisheries, but why are you doing that? Look at how good of a job we've done regulating ourselves. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we had that
1: moral argument uh, The first time the MLPAs came around both important Here's, but here's another k- a question for you. You yeah. might I might I think you'd have a good answer for mm-hmm. so since you have a pretty uh, Steady job. Yes, okay do you think your outlook would be the same if you ran your boat with customers? How about that?
2: And and I think that's that's a super valid question. And that's why when we talk about the sport boat thing, is I know that when I sit here and say, like, oh, a three fish, twenty eight inch minimum, you have to have like a really honest look at how that would impact the rest of the industry. Or your business or my get, business, exactly. right? So is that gonna is that gonna hurt the ridership on on sport boats? And 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 I think I think in my opinion, I think that it really wouldn't as much as people think. You know, I, I think that it would revol- involve maybe a little shuffling of, of of some of the economic benchmarks. Like, for example, maybe, you know, instead of uh, putting X amount of a price on on cutting like a yellowtail on the board at the end of the day, you just shift those that price around a little bit. It's not going to hurt people a couple more dollars out of their pocket. Or you really like play on people like, hey, guys, like, Instead of our our primary, like, side money coming from the filet table, like, mm-hmm. how about you guys, like, really try to, like, take care of us gratuity-wise because we did a great job releasing your fish. Mm-hmm. Look at the extra effort we're putting into preserving the fishery. Yeah. And you make that cultural. Yeah. You know, you ingrain that culturally into the conversation. Sorry, my phone's no ringing. problem. You ingrained that? that? No, 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 it's totally fine. Uh, I think that that's just a conversation where you just have to change the benchmarks a little bit. You just have to literally change sport fishing culture a little bit. Like, hey, and, and, and part of that would actually probably benefit uh, uh, some of these crew guys, it, it would elevate their jobs from being more than just fish cutters and fish gaffers into people who are like more fosters of the fishery itself. Like, hey, look at the extra care we're putting into this fishery, and maybe people don't give a, a, a crap at all. Maybe people don't care, and and it really is just an economic thing where you cut the fish, and here's your fillets, and and that is the experience for today, and you take it to yeah. it. But but I'm talking about a dramatic cultural shift in the outlook of Southern California sport fishermen that would bring them in line with other parts of the country. Play is that put a greater emphasis on conservation? You know, where where a fish's value is truly worth more in the water than it is in a gunny sack. Yeah, and the economics follow that up, and people are they the incentive is is for the crew to take care of the fishery, and then you have more eco conscious and sporting conscious anglers who recognize that because culturally we've been really grinding this into them yeah you know we've put a concerted effort into into actually changing the mindset a little and and now and now the is like wow this guy like got me a sick photo with this beautiful fish and we got a clean release so i'm gonna reward you monetarily to the same degree that i would have rewarded you otherwise for cutting the fish
1: yeah maybe it's maybe it'd be a change would be like if you wanted to do something like that bring some professional photography you know like take a fucking sick photo exactly and i I mean iphone photos look great but you get someone that knows how to take these pictures and maybe that's like maybe
2: that's the job of the mate like hey yeah dude like we're like actually like that's like a a new skill that we've ingrained in our crew like hey let us get you like this sick photo that you'll actually remember maybe more than the meat you know what I mean? Yeah. Here's a sick photo. Here's us chronicling your release of your 30-pound yellowtail. Maybe the, it's a video. I mean, who knows? But this is the thing people are But they're are so go, good to eat. So, yeah. like, I mean, <laughs> but so you're also asking people to, like, let a really good eating fish go. Yeah. And, and again, so this, I'm not going to, I couldn't pretend to sit here and just absolutely judge people for killing these fish because I'm guilty of it as Yeah. I've killed hundreds and thousands of yellowtail and all these game fish. I harvest fish all the time. I do it at many different levels. And... Uh, I wouldn't judge somebody for doing it, but at the same time, if you have the inclination that maybe you want to do it a little differently, I think that there could totally be like more like meaningful support for people who wanted to do that. Like the option is there, you know. The option is totally there. Hey, you guys! Like, if you want to release your thirty pound yells, we're not going to discourage that. Like, we got this a big landing net right here, and we got a crew guy who's going to like take a sick photo. And please remember him at the end of the day when you tip out your people, because look at how good of a job he did. You know, yeah. Just take what you need. You know, the objective is not to just bathe yourself in blood and call it a day. Like that's like that is that is not. That is not helpful helpful I mean, for sport fishermen. But but that's like that's almost like the culture. Like it's like bloody decks, this, that and that. It's like okay, yeah, cool. Like the there's more to it than that. If you're a sport fisherman you'll understand and, uh, and it will help us, uh, in the coming decades as we try to protect our rights mm-hmm. to understand the optics of the situation as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's very easy for people to say right now that, that we are not respecting the fishery and that we are not respecting the environment. And, and we wouldn't really have a tremendously great moral argument to counter that.
1: How many, how many guys do you really think? Have the same outlook as you right now. I
2: think a surprising amount. Really, have you talked to any? You want to know what I think? It literally is what it's when you when you assign value to something. I think it is literally easier for somebody to just gaff your fish, throw it on the deck, and throw it in a kill bag than it is to take the four or five minutes to like get a cleaner, nicer release. And I think in a hot bite, people just throw fish on, stomp them on the deck, you know, like bleed them out real quick, throw them in a bag, cover the deck, successful day instead of like, because now the, the, the metrics of success, it's not like, oh, I got four really good releases. And then you compare that to your buddies who just fucking destroyed 25 fish. It's like and then you 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 almost seem like you haven't succeeded at the level they have So like in if in, in fishing is a vanity project, which I think a lot of fishing has become and you're the guy who successfully released 120 pound bluefin tuna versus the guy who managed to just
1: loud bang five or six of them real fast Yeah, and I feel you like, know what I mean uh, if you like I'm a big calico guy I love calico fishing. Yes, even like I like largemouth calico everything for me. It'd make a little more sense but for a lot of people Like you said It's banging them out Dude you know Fucking putting a thing In their head And doming them
2: I mean that's like Part of the That's part of the experience Is like
1: killing the animal But I mean
2: And, and I'm I'm morally Conflicted on it Because like Dude you know, I'm, I'm as brutal As they come When it comes down to it You mm-hmm. know like I will do my job effectively I got a gilling gut Big tuna Like whatever Whatever I need to do I, I'll step up and do it You know that's mm-hmm. like A lot of my job Is like You know I, I, I Commercial fish You know I you prepare it Do everything I, I do have, You know yeah. yeah A lot of it's Frickin brutal yeah you, you get a fish you you, you, get them, you get them, you get them. it's all a fast Process you you're taking the life of an animal And you're mm-hmm. doing it in great quantities at times You know um but i think That there is there 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 is An ability to separate that on a day To day basis mm-hmm. i think On a boat to boat basis on an angry to angry Basis and i think that You can exist in both realms simultaneously and you can say like hey today i'm gonna like you know maybe i've had a good week and i don't need to fish this way today maybe i can actually like you know because because my freezer is full because i actually you're gonna, reasonably are don't need more fish you're gonna
1: put that on on some on people That's, i'm asking
2: people to put more yeah, more yeah. And, and, and you're and asking it's, people it's to not,
1: do something that they pay two thousand whatever it might be for a charter to go Okay, I caught three fish, and I'm letting I'm letting so go. And you know what I'm saying? So, to, so to the to the average Joe, they're gonna go. But I just paid this much money for this charter. Absolutely. I, I can't let that go, man. Yeah. You know? But but look at Nova
2: Scotia, like a Bluefin fishery up there, like.
1: Th- most
2: people release their big their big fish up there and that's like you get your photo With is a it- circle look at the corner of the mouth and then you like just cut them off and and it's still considered a catch and it's still a great accomplishment they, they've just moved the benchmark do little. you think they've Nova just changed maybe has a little more uh, well they, they know- meat fishermen well, maybe, well, yeah. this, well i mean the things you can't just i mean the way I mean, they have permits. They're allowed to kill like a certain amount of those big fish per yeah. year, but that's managed very, very specifically to preserve that fishery. You know, they manage that fishery so that fishery will will exist in perpetuity. Yeah, yeah. Out here, we're like, oh my god, these <laughs> things just showed up five years ago. Like, everybody, get your licks in. You know, <laughs> like I th- and I. Th- there, ha- there should and in and, and and there should be a degree of separation. There are substance commercial fishermen. It's something that I do seasonally, something that a lot of my friends do, almost all my friends do at a high level in in, in this industry. And uh, when you're doing that, like yeah, like this, th- there's a limited number so of people. Who, uh, these what, are people who make mean? who make their living like at, at a basic core level commercial fishing. You know, you'll do you do some of that too. Yeah, absolutely. You'll sell the, uh, the
1: meter. I mean, to yeah, the, yeah, when
2: it's the when, when when we can do it properly, yeah. we have all of our permits, and there's yeah. a lot of people who do it. You know. Yeah. And um, for those people, uh, this is a a living, you know? And those people make a choice. They buy outfit rig boats. They go through the full process to become commercial fishermen. Yes. And and, and I think we're you know, that and reel commercial fishing is one of the only sustainable forms of commercial fishing. For these people, I think that that they should have a little bit more leeway to do things in a way that, that will support them economically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that that should be a managed thing, maybe a limited entry program. People who are established, who actually believe in the core tenets of it, can do it because they're providing the public with like a really sustainable, high-quality seafood product. I think that people who are simply doing it for themselves uh, should should draw the line at some point and say like I don't need 500 pounds of tuna for me myself and my immediate family. This is completely excessive, and you should draw a line. Uh, you're not doing it economically. You're 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 doing it strictly out of vanity and frankly laziness. And I know that this this sounds like okay, maybe <laughs> maybe I sound privileged for doing this. Yeah, but, and 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 there is nuances here. But, but this is very much a thing. You know, if you are an individual and you know that you are just going to freeze and freezer burn three quarters of this fish, you cannot eat 200 pounds of tuna a year. You will get mercury poisoning. You will die. You know what I mean? How much there, tuna do you eat a year? Oh, my God. Maybe a few pounds total. You don't eat that much fish? No, you can't eat that much tuna. It's high in mercury. Really? It's not even healthy. If you eat tuna every day, you are going to literally have health problems.
1: I'm going to die. No, I mean, I'm just you, you can't. Can. I mean, you can't. I don't China's know. Like the, last time I, the last time I ate yellowfin.
2: Yeah, yellow. I mean, yeah, everything and reason. But if you look at the actual health guidelines, you can't so just consume tuna. you for a year, you two only, you only probably you are gonna have, I eat probably like, five pounds a year. Yeah, maybe. You It know? okay, makes sense. It makes sense. Dude, it's a, it's a very rich fish. It's not something usually, you eat every day. Usually
1: when you make it, I'm making it for buddies or for family or for, you know, whoever's coming over or giving to the neighbors. Yeah. To me, I mean, I, I mean. And when I had it, it went like hot fucking yeah. cakes, dude Like I had when I went with Dwayne, it was like fucking so, man. So
2: so what what, I, what I'm proposing and because because I want to be even-handed here I'm not saying that I have more of a right to kill fish than you What I'm saying is that every individual angler whether it's bluefin or yellowtail has to make an individual decision as to whether they want to like Maybe have a more sporting approach to it, right? Maybe make a, a card and you you register that I mean, yeah, like or a lobster like card, maybe I mean yeah. I mean I just don't think that like yeah you guys will go out like on these trips and like r- right now that the playbook's just written so well for bluefin. I mean it's not pr- it's pretty easy to catch like a hundred fifty
1: <laughs> pound. It's really
2: not terribly difficult. It's not hard. Like it w- at this point, it's almost become very transactional. I'll go into that in a little bit. But
1: yeah, and uh, I- today we're gonna have Evan do a. uh how he rigs a flyer. We're going to have some G fly hook us up and we're going to do a video on that too. So you'll probably see that. that
2: You got that out of me. Um, (laughs) But no, I think that, uh, I think that it should really be an individual conversation to preempt what we don't want, which would be like government oversight. I think that you would really want like at this point, knowing that we have a great fishery in the bluefin fishery, knowing that we have a good stable, like yellowtail fishery, how can we foster like a long term, like very successful, perpetual fishery for these fish where where we get to enjoy it on our own terms for a long time well that means setting your own terms to be sustainable you know making it reasonable you know you're not a commercial fisherman these fish are not going to market these are for your direct consumption you don't need 600 pounds
1: of fish period 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 you know how how much how many pounds you get out of say like a 200 pound i mean it's at least a 50 percent yield Really? You know?
2: Wow. Like, I mean, what's you gotta be written and it's not like dude, yeah, you can freeze some, but it's best fresh. It's okay. for sure best fresh. So, like, you know, yeah, you can distribute a hundred pounds to your buddies, you know, and they're gonna really appreciate it. It's gonna be great. You do that a few times a year, you know? Yeah. But a lot of guys fish a lot nowadays, you know. A lot of people will fish two or three days a year, and there's just there's there's zero catcher noise ethic for like for, for this big fish in the general sport fishing population. So just ask yourself, are you a sport fisherman or are you a commercial fisherman? If you're a sport fisherman, then you kind of have to abide by the terms of being a sport fisherman, which requires a little bit of attention paid to the fact that you're a sport fisherman. You know, yeah, and and in and, and, and that means that you got to play it as a sport. You know, and, and 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 all I'm saying again, I I know that somebody could say that I'm being hypocritical if you look at my Instagram. Yeah, I've killed so many tuna, but I'm saying that that yeah, my, but my terms thing, are admittedly different than your terms. You're you
1: know? you're growing, you're learning. Yeah. So maybe something different. You know,
2: I can be wrong, and then I can be right, or right. I can be right when I when I was at one point wrong. I could be right today and wrong tomorrow. I could have been wrong yesterday and right today. Where you It been, sounds
1: like you're rapping right now, bro.
2: You, I'm writing a rap
1: album. I could. I heard. It's pretty. I've seen it, dude. I no, can't dude. wait.
2: Nobody even knows it. I'll, I'll When we're done recording, you'll get some of my rap, dude.
1: Do you really have beats and stuff?
2: I mean, I've got, I've got the words. I, I'm, hey, a lyricist. I'm just letting you know I can write, I can, can write, I, right can write I can write, I can write a rap, hey. rap album about bluefin tuna or whatever hey, you tell you me. In Like five these, minutes. You see all that stuff back there?
1: Oh yeah, that's that's a thousands and thousands dude, of dollars. No, this guy—the guy that owns the studio—produces.
2: D- d- <laughs> I mean, tell me, d- d- can I ask your perspective? Yeah. W- when, when you hear me say, do I, do I sound like I'm potentially being like somewhat hypocritical? No. Or do, you, do I sound kind of no? Based, because I, say, I don't know. I have
1: an opinion. Yeah. You have an opinion. I don't give a fuck. What, you know, like you, I can say whatever I want. I, I think so that we, we
2: can always do a little better with it. You yeah. know, and and I think that perhaps like, like I said, this is the time. You come from a position of strength in the sport fishing industry, right? Where the fishing is good, times are good. COVID's been a bummer, but there's going to be a swift recovery. We're going to come back to normal, you know? July so, 4th, I'm yeah. hoping. Yeah. Like everybody's going
1: to be running this by is, the end this of the is year. This is the thing that I'm going to say from the podcast. Yeah. I have so many walks of life on here. Yeah. And not everyone likes each other, okay? Yeah. And, and people have different opinions. What I do, I get to meet the guy and i kind of know how he thinks or this person thinks so i could take a little piece of everyone and go wow you know like they have a different view just finding all these views of different people and even though i'm not an offshore guy i learned a lot about bluefin like i could i could really fucking bullshit someone right now if i wanted to oh yeah <laughs> totally. just from talking to these guys and you know i've never fished for a fuck i never caught a yellowtail still i'm I like got, Dude, we got to change that <laughs> <laughs> so you know what i'm saying yeah. like I, I mean it's it's cool to hear everyone's opinion it's like um, well, I, I think I'm kind of
2: giving like a, a a little combination of probably a lot of different opinions here, you know. So I'm trying to be even-handed and share yeah. like, what I think is kind of the perspective from a lot of different competing interests and non-competing interests, just interests that are that are all like fishing next like to each this, other.
1: If someone said the same thing, say 30 years ago about fucking largemouth, and people went, "Fuck that, don't yeah. kill them." Well, look at largemouth mouth. Look now. at largemouth No amount. one fucking kills them.
2: I mean, I think that... I
1: we And have we're a, not talking about bluefin That now. I Maybe mean, yellowtail, like more like a calico. If you wanted to do that. I understand what you're saying. No. Like, completely. Would you trade, like, catching,
2: killing two or three yellowtail, you know, once or twice a tell week? tell you because I never caught one. Yeah. But, but <laughs> it, nah, if, if, if the metrics were like, hey, like, y- y- you can kill less fish. You can catch as many as you want. You just harvest a few less, you know? You just got to get a fucking landing net, or you just got to grab by the tail, take a photo, let him go. Same fish, but you just got to kill a few less. But you get to enjoy this sport more frequently with better ease if there's significantly more fish in the biomass. Have you seen any fish?
1: Would you compar- take that tree? comparable to that? Like in the last since so I mean, you just, been look, just
2: just look at freshwater lakes. Well, if everybody killed all the largemouth versus everybody releasing largemouth, like it's so black and white. Like it's, it's True. like if you remove a hundred thousand fish out of the ecosystem, that is 100,000 less fish in an ecosystem. But do, it's this not is even question. Like, it's just how do it people is. This think, is facts.
1: Do people think that the yellowtail fishery is lagging?
2: I wouldn't say it's lagging, but I think it could be better. And this is okay. the thing. It's, it's, it, we only know what we see. We only know what we experience, but, but seeing like, yeah, the, the seasonal, the seasonal, uh, the seasonal variations to it. Like there's obviously a little something, something to it, right? Like, if if, if 100,000 of those 5- to 8-pound yellowtail made it through the Iron Curtain last year and dissipated throughout the bite, and then, like, that pressure was a little less concentrated... Like, you've got the best yellowtail fishermen in the world fishing the Coronado Islands. They're extremely good at what they do. Like, they do a, a significant number on the fish. Like... <laughs> And at one point you had the Excel, the long range boats. All the long range boats were sitting in there doing it too. Plus a lot of really good like private boater guys, the skiff like skiff guys. It's very, boaters. very, very, very concentrated. Yeah. Like it's, this isn't just like oh a couple, a couple three quarter day boats and a few skiffs falling around. No, this is concentrated on a level that you don't really see anywhere else. You know, it's very, very concentrated. It's highly effective. Uh, if that fish like dissipated into the bite and was a little more spread out and in in less. You know, concentrated and, and, and more difficult to, to, to target simply because of the range that it would have spread out into. Yes. I think year over year, that fish would have done a lot, ha- had a lot more extended value to sport fishermen wow. over the course of the next like two or three or four years yeah. as they turned into more of those like home guards as as they grew into bigger fish. They probably would have provided more enjoyment than they did in that like one month period at the Coronado Islands collectively. You know, mm-hmm. but we'll never get a chance to see that. So that's what I'm I'm interested this year to see you know if so do you if, think
1: the impact from the covid will be next year not this year
2: i i think it could be like for for several years to
1: come you know so you might see i might see like a jump in size next year maybe but
2: it is, there's there hasn't been a year when there wasn't like and again we're it's it's we're coming into june like and it's probably gonna open up in the next couple weeks so they're gonna get a good whack at it like june's usually a good month you know is it? yeah if so, i'm but, gonna
1: catch a yellowtail i should go do but june.
2: when do you think the last time <laughs> we saw uh such limited pressure on a it was. Maybe Shit. World War Two. Maybe you know, like a hundred years almost. You know, eighty years. That yeah. was the last time that that any fish were able to move through this particular point in their migration well, pattern. Let's, say, let's say Any fish
1: can move without. A sport boat because there's probably a lot but, of but I'm not gonna assign the out.
2: blame only to sport boats because no private boats Like you put three uh, you put six guys on a private boat. They'll kill six times what 30 fish a day, too Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's not just sport boats. It's a collective cultural thing It's choices that need to be made individually by anglers to do the right thing And then you have to have an industry that accepts these choices that says it's okay And we support you with your choices, yeah, right? Yeah. So so even if you, I'm not even saying regulate. I'm saying if somebody, if if there was somebody on a sport boat who said, "Okay, I I want to, I actually, hey, can you guys just net this fish for me and just we're gonna let it go, yeah, and then not get blowback for it." And just have that be an okay option. And knowing they can still put them in their fish counts. You can still count this fish towards your total, you know. And, but maybe you're worried about, like, you know, maybe not cutting the fish or something. But but it, the accepted thing is that if you're, like, a catch-and-release-oriented fisherman, that you take care of your crew on a different scale. Maybe you take care of them. You know, you're, you're going to tip them out equivalently regardless because you know they've done a great job releasing your fish for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying you just have an effort to 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 normalize it and then see who kind of like falls in behind the normalization and, and embraces it Like if it was like an option you would see it more often, but it's an inconvenience right now mm-hmm. You know, it's something that's like kind of frowned upon. It's not yes. encouraged culturally So if the culture changed, I think that people would coalesce behind it pretty well And I think it would catch on super quick And I don't think there's any reason why like a tail couldn't be shown the same level of respect as like you know, a calca bass. Yeah. You know, and, and knowing that you're still going to harvest some because it is a pretty, you know, it's a nice, there's a good population. You can totally take some. Is that for your food. favorite fish? Because I feel like, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yellowtail. Well, I think it's the best game fish we have. Really? Like, all right. Like catching bluefin is very clinical, in my opinion. Like it's, it's, it's very like, it, it, it's, it's, <laughs> You go out, you do your thing, you catch your bluefin, you go home. Like, you know, we we know how to catch a bluefin. Bluefin's very clinical. It's you mean cli- like a big bluefin? Yeah, like right? a big like bluefin. Big,
1: like, you know? It, do it you like catching the
2: smaller ones better? Like no, I mean, thrown? no, catching the big bluefin's super fun. The bluefin's <clears throat> a bluefin, and obviously, we like catching the big ones, you know? But but it, it's 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 almost like industrial. You know, you go out there, you, you get your big fish. You know what I mean? Like, when it's biting, you're catching them. I think yellowtail is like one rod, one cast, one lure style fishing. And, 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 and a lot of times, like, I think that it's probably one of the more difficult rod and hand fisheries, catching really? like especially like catching big coastal yellowtail. I'm not talking about like island fish. I'm not talking about like chum enabled fish. I'm talking about kind of that one rod skiff fishing, one rod one lure skiff fishing for yellowtail for bigger yellowtail. Just iron, uh, yeah. I, I think that's probably like about as technical and about as challenging as Southern California support. See fishing that comes, if I catch my one, opinion.
1: that's what I want. I'm used to. You know,
2: well, we've done that a lot. Calico, yeah, we're calico, just catching so big just coastal wanna, yellowtail. Yeah. That's all I've been doing, like on my skiff. How big have you uh, been catching them? Up to like thirty-five pounds. Wow. You know, and yeah. that's been fun. Like, and and that's how I spend a lot of my days now. You know, is is because it's what something. What boat are you fishing at? It? On, my, on my skiff. What you know? what skiff do you have? have? A little maritime skiff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. So so that's what I do a lot. You know, I do that. Uh, I do that frequently, and I really enjoy it because it's like an individual sport fishing pursuit. That that's that's very much you get rewarded for a good cast. You've been calico you know? fishing at all? Not really too much this year, no. but it's, it's, it's like if I'm going to go to Calico, I go to Clemente, but then I've got to burn like 80 gallons of fuel. And, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of into, you know, with, with what we're all dealing with right now, I'm, I'm all about like the economics of fishing. Like, okay, like, it's, <laughs> right? it's a money-in, money-out proposition, <laughs> and I like the level of enjoyment and challenge I get off of like burning 10 gallons of fuel sometimes, you know? So, so you're just
1: running up like the coast, You'd like how yeah, far
2: off? I, I can't tell you. <laughs> no, not far off. Yeah, no, not far. We're, we, we've had a, we've had a good year
1: for for the yellows, you know, and uh, and uh, do you think that if you said how far off the coast, I'm just asking. I mean, sh- no, no, I'm just asking because I'm kind of like someone's going to actually do the math. It doesn't on that.
2: matter because the the opportunities are so fleeting at times. I yeah. I, I just know that like n- most people won't be able to even really do it. Yeah, in my opinion, you know, like I it's you to sit out there and and just know it's very specific opportunity that's going to kick out like a a couple fish, a few fish, five fish a day, one bite a day, one lost fish a day, you know, varying. But I mean, there's very few people who will just spend the time to do it anyway, you know, because it's just, it's a very, that's your thing. That's But it's, but it's, but it's therapeutic almost for me, you know? Um, but I guess to wrap up what we were just talking about Mm -hmm. with conservation, uh, my, 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 my thesis here, uh, I think that uh, I don't want to be one to, to necessarily judge uh, individual anger's actions. I think that there's probably always a way that we could do it a little bit better. I think that culturally we should evolve with the times and make sure that what we're doing is the right thing and, uh, and the most you know acceptable thing based on where we are as a society. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that the best thing that could happen for Southern California fishermen is if we create a way to carry ourselves into the future uh, – and do it on our terms and not do it on other people's terms who don't necessarily understand the culture or the fishery. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think my greatest hope and goal is that whether it's commercial fishing or sport fishing, uh, no matter what facet you're involved with, uh, that we find a way to make it sustainable and perpetual. And uh, if it's an anger-driven, anger-led effort, uh, I think that that will be uh, the best thing, and I think that's something that we can all work towards. And conservation is absolutely going to play a critical role in accessibility for sport fishermen in the future. Yeah, that's my that's my thesis. I so, like it. Oh, you got it out. You got uh, you it. Know, out, I mean, you, you know, and you know, <laughs> after forty five minutes of talking about this, you know, someone's going to be bummed on something I said, probably. And I'll probably, you know, we'll go to our little snip snip room. But guess what? But no, I don't it'll, think it'll, I, there's be, nothing. It'll
1: be a. Uh, it'll be a. Uh, you can't make everyone happy. Like I said. Like, you know, like people are going to complain about something. It, it's the day. It's Whether the you're
2: right. I mean, it's, it, you can't, you know, right or wrong. I mean, these are just ideas, you know, We're, and, and, and that's why these conversations are good, because we can speak openly and we can speak fluidly about mm-hmm. it. And then people can pull out ideas that maybe resonate with them.
1: I had like and, four people talk, message me about the last, uh, the PCS show. Yeah. About your view on sponsorship. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. They like really like and these are dudes that aren't even like freshwater guys and stuff. Yeah.
2: Well, I think that the sponsorship stuff, you know, cuz I've been I mean we've talked about this in the past. I mean, I've been through like the whole process of this of 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 sponsors and and in industry support and what it really means. Um so I mean I'm I'm you know and, and I'm still conflicted on it because I mean I'm, I definitely have given up like a lot of money over the years probably and a lot of like opportunities perhaps because I've taken a more reserved approach to the industry side and, and we talk about this yeah. with you and how you want to keep your show very core and pure you know you don't want to feel like there's people pu- putting their fingers in there trying to somehow manipulate the strings yes. you know yes and and I and I think that's a super valid concern nowadays I think that. That especially with like a, some elements of saltwater fishing, like like bluefin fishing, it's 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 almost become very transactional, and and I think that uh, it it kind of perpetuates or it it kind of relates to sponsorship because, um, I think that like where we're at right now, people people there's a cer- certain vanity involved to, to to the fishing that we're doing now, where 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 people want to get acknowledgement and they want to get uh they want to get um. They want to get you know accolades for, for Notoride, what, notoriety for, for what they're, okay. they're doing, and, and maybe they want the sponsors, and they want the industry attention, and, the, and they want the, the likes, and they want the attention. Um, but I think that what we have to remember with fishing is that fishing at its core is a very primal individual pursuit, uh, and I think that you have to fight back against uh the commercialization of that experience, whether it's sponsorships, whether it's, you know, pay for sites and, and things like that. I think that you y- you have to remember that, f- that fishing is, is something that is, that is very much like primal, primitive. It's individual. It's, it's, it's a, it's a pursuit that, uh, that very much involves like a connection between you and the ocean. And you have to be, uh, be aware that there's always going to be like, Attempts to, to over commercialize Or manipulate that and to turn it Into something that it inherently isn't
1: You know you and know I, I was listening to something Pretty cool like it was a The low budget podcast I think it was Luke mm-hmm. Luke Duncan uh, he's a pro MLF MLFR uh, yeah. freshwater guy And someone asked him Hey if you had a company And you had a couple million how would you do Marketing yeah and the funny thing Is he goes I would Take you know 20% And put that towards two pros totally yeah. The rest, I would do like, I don't know what he said, but he's like, I would take 50 and just spin it on influencers. Either yeah. YouTube, Instagram, and it but, makes but sense. But what is an influencer, you know?
2: Like, 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 the, the whole term, influ- like, I guess I'm an influencer. I yeah. come on and here and I'm, dude, I'm influencing look at, opinion. Hey, but it's
1: look at, you had one of the biggest influencers but, but, you got to hang out with yeah. the Guggenbaits guys.
2: Yeah, but, 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 you know, those guys, I mean, I'm sure that. The, the, the,
1: it's just it's you know what i'm saying that's yeah, the big dude that dude the guy made a fucking i mean that guy makes a shit ton of money yeah, yeah. he does they dude. crush
2: it but they're just normal dudes yeah they're normal dudes how was are, that how was that little trip cool they're cool you know like, hey, were they shocked on calico how how um i mean you know those guys see fought? a lot of cool stuff you know they they fish in, in a lot of really cool fisheries all over what i think they enjoyed it i thought the setting was i think they thought the setting yeah. was really cool those are cool dudes you know, and and they've done a really good job of of embracing the sponsorship element and the commercialization of what they do.
1: But I think they did their own
2: thing, and, that's and they smart. did no, they did it well. That's, they did that's very the, what, smart. What what the smart people do now is, yeah, you have a following, you turn it into like a little a little business, you put your brand on things, and you sell your brand. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like marketing one hundred and one. That's like business one hundred and one. So you have your name, you put your name on products, you sell products because it has your name on the product you know i could do that if i wanted to and i probably should you know <laughs> but but i got to find I love but, it. You're but like i don't really
1: that's not what you want to do but the thing is though.
2: it's like I, I just i don't feel entirely <laughs> comfortable with it it's really yeah. hard for me to find something that i believe with absolute conviction you know like like uh, i guess my integrity and in, in 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 my my mindset and in, in my 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 belief system is is almost like religious in nature at this point because like at the end of the day, I'm on the water with me and a very core group of guys. These are the people who, who I fish around every day. Like my and it's very different because you fish. My belief system is my religion is the crucifix that I wear around my neck, which I don't wear. And this but is crazy because you, know, you fish I, with your, your own. Yeah. Like those core guys are the same guys over and over and over. So so protecting not- those people is the only thing I care about, protecting the integrity of my very small group of people that I fish around. So I would ne- like in in and, and you have to understand, even me rigging up a dead fire for you today mm-hmm. is a com I have to have a conversation in my head as to whether that's like ethically okay. Uh I'm gonna do it because uh I think that if I if anybody's gonna do it, like it's already get it's out there, it's pretty established and I'd rather just do it for free right now than than have I don't want like honestly like People are charging money. You are, people are getting locked into, are getting locked into to six month, you know, reoccurring bill cycle, <laughs> bill cycles, to learn how to do something that that I that that I'd rather just give people for free. Other than than let predatory
1: business actors, you know, I like, like I said, this <laughs> is this is this is my thing that I I'd like know? to do is. I am I came up to Aaron and I'm like, hey Aaron, would you uh want to do something with the G, G fly? Like it's rigging a dead flyer. This is very much
2: mainstream right now. Like, yeah, I'll show you how to how to put a backpack on a on a dead flyer and yeah. get it out there and get you bit. You know, uh, and, and I'm happy to do it for free to support you because I think that you play an important role culturally uh, in sport fishing. I appreciate that. and I think that like at the end of the day, um, I think fishing is becoming very very transactional. Uh, I think that you can share a little bit absolutely to help people's life get easier But but let me say this and and I believe this absolutely Uh, if you're getting into fishing right now and you want to be a fisherman you you like the concept of fishing uh, Then you should also embrace and like the concept of spending several years learning how to fish Because that's what fishing is Nick fishing. Isn't just something that you do for vanity. It's not you just like Downloading, you know, some some numbers off the internet, and then and then downloading all the information you need to succeed, and then just doing this clinical thing where you go out there and you do it exactly how you've been told to do. Do it, you exactly think that people do
1: that with just bluefin? I think
2: that it's becoming so 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 saturated to the so point like where people are it's just literally saying, changing the definition of, of of fishing in California. I think it's changing the definition of fishing at its core. I think that like, like it is so okay. To go on like a 10-year learning journey where you know nothing and then you know a little and then you know a little more and then you're pretty good and then you're like super good and then you're like a professional and then you're an ultra professional and then you're one of the best and that just takes many many months and many many years and many many trips because that's what fishing is it's like it's like learning to play a guitar it's like becoming a musician it's like you know becoming any sort of professional or or proficient at anything in this world it can
1: be hey, a multi year you know, journey i played drums for 6 months and played in a hardcore band that did really good
0: with Cans free shoes motion sounds something like this okay <laughs> well I'm so so it, so, yeah. so
2: you're really really good at hand-eye coordination you yeah. know well, so, I played, so your process no, 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 listen. So. Listen, i played bass for i,
1: I did something that went hand in hand and but I, the thing know? is
2: if, if it's just a transaction is it even fishing anymore and that's like the existential thing that we have to like ask yourself like is fishing something uh that means anything at all other than likes and vanity uh if you didn't really like go through the entire learning process and the entire process itself. What would that process be though? Like, I think I think that it starts with uh, obviously like a base level of like research, right? And and, and, and and it's like, okay, you have like your YouTubes and stuff. But I think it involves building a code group and a friend group based on mutual respect not like quid pro quos per se but something a little different than that like it's always kind of that but something that's like more long-standing like friendship based where you like maybe you go on a journey together with several of your friends and you guys all like work up through the ranks together I think it involves going out and, and going through like a good amount of like R&D and, and actual like practical learning on the water where, where you actually try to like learn something uh, I think it involves a lot of observation. And you and know who
1: said the same thing? Who? Cameron. My my boy, Cameron. <laughs>
2: yeah. Cameron and I have mended our relationship a little bit. You, you know what? And <laughs> he said the same fucking
1: thing. He's yeah. like, I'm like, so what do we you? We had you do? a
2: conversation on the water and we mended it. And I'm because like, because hey, we handled it like men. We just like that's it was great. like, hey, like, what's going I'm, on? I'm, I, what's you're talking it? right now, and It'll I'm thinking, I'm
1: like, who the fuck said this? Yeah. I remember sitting at Cameron's house and him going. You know what it is? He's, I'm like, well, how do you, what if someone like, say it like I don't have, and again, I'm not talking shit on anyone. Say I don't have the money yeah, or say I don't have the time to to, to do the research. Yeah. So I go to a pay site, whatever it might be. Yeah. And he's like, that's fine. Do it once. Then you kind of learn your tools. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, I, I think that's, that's a good uh, point. I think, but, but, and in, in this is the thing, like, okay, so this is partially, like,
2: disgruntled because all of us, you know, professionals over here, are, like, looking at all the people doing exactly what we're doing, but they didn't have to go through that five year journey that we've been on to, like, you know, learn it year after year and, and see all this stuff coming and learn it. And, and yeah, obviously not everybody has the privilege to spend that much time on the water. And, but I think that, you know, <sighs> Like I said, fishing has become very vain, you know? Like, you're taking a fish like a bluefin tuna that's like this amazing, amazing, awesome game fish, this beautiful creature, and it's just being kind of like devolved into just something that's dead on a deck. And you get your photos and you get your likes and you get your accolades. Who,
1: who would you like, you know, your age? And I, I, who I think, did you look up to that was like, oh man, that's how you got to be? Fuck, you know what? You want. I knew nobody when I started.
2: I had people. No, no, not saying when you started. Yeah. Now that you're like. I'll tell you, you know who I respect on the water? Ooh. I respect Dwayne Diego. Mm-hmm. I work with him almost every day. Greg Trompas. He's crazy Greg. Like, he's like <laughs> a gnarly fisherman who's been yeah. doing this for a long time. Like He's like a very eccentric so guy. You, 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 but I respect his fishing
1: ability immensely. You respect right? dudes that kind of carve their own deal. I, I respect
2: deal. guys who, who, who have retained throughout their entire careers uh, who have stuck to the code. It's a code. It's a brotherhood. There's things that you do. But do and things you think that you, you have, have a different
1: outlook on? Shit absolutely.
2: Like- There's absolutely a different outlook. But I know who's who who shares that outlook. Like I can see it just based on how you conduct yourself online. Mm-hmm. I can see it based on how you conduct yourself on the water. It's very obvious who abides by the code and who doesn't. And, and it is a code. Okay. So. I think that there's guys like Dwayne who has who has stuck to his code throughout his entire career, and he has retained his integrity even as he has become successful. Yeah. There was points when I did not get along with Dwayne at all. When I first moved to San Diego, I didn't get along with Greg or Dwayne and any of those guys at all because I didn't know how to get along with them. But I, I, I listened to what they were saying, and when I made mistakes – I actually tried to like amend my ways because mm-hmm. I wanted to be a part of this community because I respected this community. Yeah. So when I got feedback, I listened to the feedback. And then a few years later, like we're on good terms because I understand where they're coming from. I'm empathetic. I, Do you I feel share like their experience. Th- a lot has changed in the last couple, couple years for you. Absolutely. But I've worked really hard to make sure of that even you know? just
1: being I mean, we did your first podcast a year ago. From that year till now, I'm like you're so much more, like, a level-headed, I feel like. I, I, I feel like you, I'm also I, a fishing psychopath. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, no, 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 you both know what I'm saying? No, like, no. I, even when I saw you at the PCS no, show, I'm like, man, you look... So you it's, look very, happy, it's very it's very you know, like
2: sometimes i just get on get on one of those little things and i'm a f- you know a fishing psychopath dude. Yeah. but that's how we all are that's, that's yeah. how we all are out there you know but but the thing is i even when i maybe didn't get along with dwayne or get along with greg or get along with those some of those guys and I, did, I didn't not respect them for their fishing abilities so when you get feedback okay do i believe in what they're saying do i believe that what they're saying has value and merit okay i think that maybe they're being irrational here but maybe this is something that i actually believe in so now i can maybe switch some of my program around to accommodate that or, or to be you know more more aware of that and then okay like as you get older as you know a little bit more like okay like th- this is something that i believe in i'm going to incorporate this into respect my program that goes so you far know? though man oh, totally. i mean but, th- but 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 that's why like 5 6 years removed from me first going down to san diego and first starting to play at a high level in the fishing industry now i i have the respect and i share the respect with those guys because i, I i've given it like a meaningful Effort to to to, to repair and, and make those relationships better to the point where now we can all work together as a, as a big extended co group. You know who else I respect? I respect my friend Weston. He's Weston Bryant. He's a younger. Does he fr- fishes out of San Diego. Yeah, he fishes out. He's into up sport fishing. He's a younger guy. He's Got right it. about where I was you when know, I first I think started. I was right supposed now supposed to
1: get him on. He's fantastic. You should uh, totally get him. Uh, he's an incredible. He fisherman. talks to Matt Newman. Oh.
2: Yeah. So so yeah, yeah, Weston's yeah. like, in my opinion, he's probably the best in his age bracket. As a captain. How old is he? He's like 21.
1: Dude, that's young,
2: man. He he is right now... When when I first started fishing in San Diego, he was he didn't even have his captain's license yet He Shit. was just working in his family's program, you know as I as the depth sport fishing now He's like has captain's license for several Into years. I think fishing. he's the best in his age bracket with 100% really? He's a great friend of mine. I trust him every day. Like we work together every day. He's a part of the code He shares the code. He's a part of the brotherhood, yeah. right?
1: Yeah
2: He's young. So he's kind of going through his like growing stuff like I did when I was his age but like everybody knows that he's a legit player and he he commands. But respect, you know what you, you know? can do? You what? can
1: tell him, hey Listen to me. Yeah, you know, I mean, I look, fucked up. This is some shit I've yeah,
2: done. I tell everybody that, you know. You know, I mean, I tell my friends that. You know, like we have these conversations in private. All the all the conversations we have is just an extension of the conversations that happen at my house over beers, like <laughs> several days a week, <laughs> maybe with a little bit more bravado and a little bit more, you know, unfiltered stuff or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, this is the thing. I, I believe that 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 you have to fight a, a, a tendency to to lean into the transactional nature of fishing. Uh, and instead lean into the to the core element of fishing, the 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 very ethically based element of fishing, the hunting and in the mutual respect, in the respect for your peers and and, and and just kind of that extended outlook on it. That, that fishing is not going to be a one-day process. You're not expected to be a pro your first year. It's okay to go through a longer learning cycle. Because if you go through that learning cycle, then you'll, when you arrive, you'll at least fully understand. Because you can understand you that. Database. Guys don't fully understand when they go out. I, I, don't th- I think that they fishing? understand the clinical side of it. When you do this, you get that result. I don't think they, they, they understand the full nature. I don't think they see the same way that people who do it, who have done it for a longer period, see. I think that they think they know, but they don't see. Okay. And and I think that it's it's a different thing. Like, yeah, you put your dead fire up this way. The fish look like this on the meter. You get your bites. But that's that's not all of it. Dude. There's a lot of other stuff involved with fishing. There's just the, the, the subtlety. But don't you the, think you'll learn that after time? Absolutely. Like- and, and you will learn it. But when you learn that, and when you've arrived, don't you want to feel like you've done it right? So don't you, you want to feel so, like you've so done it like with, ethi- is- with, a, with a good ethical like, basis? Don't you want to feel like you've arrived there having done it right and done the right thing and done it right by your peers? So that when you arrive, when you know in your head that you deserve the respect and the admiration, that all of your peers are ready to give it to you because they recognize that work too.
1: So you're saying people um, may be learning how to fly a flyer, uh, going out catching big fish and going, hey, I'm here. Look at what I fucking do, kind of thing. Just there's people around you who 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 do this every single day for a living, and and
2: this is very important to them. This is their their religion. This is their code, mm-hmm. and and I think that you need to be very aware of that. You know, like I think that you need to understand that, you know, it's it's it, it means a lot. There's people who have given their entire adult lives to sport fishing in Southern California. at 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 at, 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 at a, a, a it's a sport fishing crusade, the likes of which like people most people cannot even begin to empathize with this is like a very 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 like big thing in people's lives and, and what they believe and, and and how they conduct themselves I mean it's it's almost a religious thing yeah and 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 I think that if you want to be a part of that community and if you want to carry the respect of the people that you that you like and admire on Instagram you, you really need to think about how how you're aligning your beliefs with those people's beliefs because I promise I promise that these people are largely right in 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 the arena which we mm-hmm. all battle in. That that I I truly f- and and you might think I'm a fucking coot, but if you <laughs> if if you respect me, I promise I'm right. I really believe I am, and, and but that's because I have been wrong, and and I've really like dude, you, you know me. I'm a pretty like I I actually think about this stuff a lot. You know, and
1: you're I'm going to say you're pretty open book too. Uh, like I'm, I am
2: I I've put like a lot of time into making sure that what I believe is is, you know, while it's flawed in a lot of ways, like I believe if somebody was to write the history of sport fishing in this era, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that like we're on the right side of that history. And I think it's a very black and white thing, you know, and I'm yeah. not going to go into depth about it and the people and all these things because there's a lot of competing interests. But I'll tell you. You know, guys like Dwayne do it really well. Weston does it really well. I think I do it really well. There's, 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 you know, uh, there's people who do it really well, and there's th- there's people who I think do it well, meaning catching the tuna well, uh, but don't necessarily abide by the code. Okay.
1: Uh,
2: who should really maybe like take a step back and and think about the bigger picture and and, and think about, you know, like. You know, mutual respect goes a long way. And I think that they could do a better job uh, and command more respect uh, and, you know, be on the right side of history when this whole thing is over and, and when we're looking back on all this stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's just not, it's not about the transactions. It's not about the money, man. This is like, this is pseudo-religious. It mm-hmm. really is, you know? And I'm not, a, I'm not a religious person, but this is like the <laughs> closest thing I had to this, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like my beliefs, th- this mindset, Like this is, this is all I have at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's why like sponsorship can be complicated for me right now. Mm -hmm. That's why the very act of rigging a dead flyer can be complicated for me right now. Yeah. Because I need to decide if it's mine to give or not, you know? But I think like, for example, the dead flyer, like, You know, there's it's pretty mainstream right now. If it was two years ago or like when it first started, there was zero chance. But like, it's very like if if you're a bluefin fisherman, like the the information's out there. So we're just gonna do this to to just this is just a resource thing. But I would never charge for it because it's not my information to give. Never, 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 never. Who showed you? I we kind of. Honestly, I never fish with other people really. So, like, I me and my boss we kind of like came up with our way of doing it, but that's like in line with like crew guys that I've had on my boat who've done it this way. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like we all just kind of like figured it out, you know, like together. But, but, but it's not mine per se, so I would never sell it. Yeah, I can't sell something that's not mine, that's just yeah. so unethical, you know. Like, it goes back to the code, man, it's intellectual property. And 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 I'm not gonna be the one to put a price tag on intellectual property. Yeah. You know, I, that just can't be me. There's people who will, but it just
1: won't be me. You know? So the way you think of that is the way I think of Patreon. Patreon. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, we've talked about it, and yeah, I've kind and of got like, the you know, way maybe I that's a way like, like, that
2: people can you know, support no, you. Because that's a I YouTube model, Yeah, right? and yeah. I can't
1: fucking do it because I'm like my main thing was is I, I just want to talk to dudes, put something free out. And I get what you're saying, hundred yeah. percent like you, it's not. It's like me rigging up a swim bait and going, no. "Here you go." Not me, but you. No. And saying, "Oh, here you go. You got it. You could pay for this, and this is how I rig them." Now, if you're like, "This is how I make them," all that's your shit. You no. made cool. You know, like. Yeah, it's,
2: it's, you know, the economics of this of this industry is hard. And, and but then at
1: the same time, I go,
2: I, if you fucking want to pay for it, fucking, f- fucking for do it. Fuck it, right? And there's always going to be people who pay for it. And, yeah. there's, and there is always going to be people who will provide that service. It just won't be me, you know? Yeah. It just won't be me. and And, and sometimes, you know, honestly, yeah. Like, has that impacted me? Of course, I give up. I've given up hundreds of thousands of dollars. If I did a subscription service where we had these kind of conversations, people would pay. Fuck yeah, they would pay through the through the years for it. If I did the same, there is a reason that dude. I could sit here and spend it. You listen (laughs) to me. We talk when I come in here. We talk for hours, bro. Talking is not a problem. But the thing is, is I
1: know they would pay because I see the numbers. They would one hundred (laughs) percent. They would (laughs) pay for it
2: all. I could give it all up every day. I could give it all up every day. Every every shred of it, every number, every spot, every day. I could give it. And I would give it up eloquently It would be poetic right <laughs> But it would be like a Greek tragedy You would do it in it a, would rap be a song, Greek bad. Oh my god it would be a tragedy <laughs> It would be a tragedy of respect And I would just never do it I love my friends Yeah. I love my code dude I love the fact that after battling it out With guys like Dwayne Diego and Greg Trompas for, for a period of time That I actually like, almost considered these guys To be my friends 'Cause they're like we're 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 like cool that shows you that though? the best fishermen in California like that that I can communicate
1: and, and carry their respect and respect them back. But that's, I like that. This is what shows you, you know. These dudes are grown fucking men. That's what it is. And they go, yeah. Hey, guess what? Water under the bridge, bro. Oh, it's done. Don't worry about it. But it also it.
2: shows that a lot of times, like even people you can make mistakes and amend your mistakes, but yeah. you just have to have a little bit of humility and you yeah, have to want to. You just got to try a little bit of effort. I was that young brag, like braggadocious loud social media kid for when I first got into it and it rubbed people wrong for a good reason. I would be so pissed if there was somebody who did what I did nowadays in my presence. I would not like it one bit.
1: What do you mean? Like
2: fish? I'm like just like, Oh, you know, like for example, this is little things. Okay. <laughs> hey, when you go catch your white sea bass, and, and you know that you're fishing around Like some other guys Who so do this for them Don't post your backgrounds This is basic stuff You know You're yeah, on a hot yellow yeah. tail bite You know Stagger it out a month Before you post any Instagram You know If you're catching a bunch of bluefin Don't sell your numbers Just don't Like like you can You're legally allowed to do that Yeah But yeah. there's a right and there's a wrong here Just don't You know if Will if, they if, stick around that long though The bluefin You know what It's, it's a it week to depends. week It's kind yeah. of a week to week basis okay. But 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 you are impacting someone's livelihood you, you are impacting someone's livelihood and it means to make your own livelihood, but you are impacting it and you're probably impact You're probably hurting more people than you're benefiting mm-hmm. Realistically at the end of the day. So just know that know that the scale is not even it's not It tips one way. I promise because yeah. I see it. I'm there. I'm there. You know, we're out there, you know, like it, there, there's just like a code of conduct That, 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 that will take some time to really understand. And that's just going to come with you spending time on the water and interacting with like different professionals. But, but, but it is, it's fairly black and white, you know, it's fairly black and white. And, 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 and you just got to be aware of it. Like I learned it the hard way at times. And then I, I I I I took the elements that I believed in, and I incorporated that into my personal code. If I didn't agree with it, then I kind of ignored it. But I feel like I have a good balance. I feel like a lot I of people officially cool have, have you, a good balance. I think it's cool too.
1: You carved your own path a little bit because uh. I feel like even having on these podcasts, I feel like man, I, I kind of know Evan. Yeah, he's told me a lot of shit, you know. Like, uh. and I'm like, you. Uh, I feel like just listening to your story from 16 year old Calico guy. No. And, Twenty-year-old, you know what are you? Twenty-six now, twenty-seven,
2: dude. That's just yeah. I mean, it's how old it's are you now? Twenty-eight. Oh my god, yeah, you're getting old, bro. getting old. But, Fuck. You know, like in that, in that, in that ten-year period or, or whatever that that you know, ten-plus year period. Like I've I've seen so many sides of the industry. Like yeah, like we talked about this on my podcast. How, how yeah. many mistakes do you have to make until you realize? You know, till t- you learn, and that's just growing up, man. You're growing up. You know, everybody. It all comes full circle. You know, you're fledging out. You're a little bird learning how to fly. Like that's just how it is. Now it's you're just, a
1: fucking eagle, bro. Oh fuck,
2: dude! I'm 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 one of many, you know. <laughs> like I, I would not profess to be the best bluefin fisherman on the coast. I would never profess to be the best marlin fisherman on the coast. No matter how many Have millions you of doing dollars. Have you deep I drop won. stuff too? Yeah, we've caught swordfish. Really? But hey, one of my really good friends is way better at deep drop sword fishing than I am. Who's that? I don't even know if he'd want me to say, I mean, no, one of my, my friends Sam Long. He he fished okay. with me in the busys. He's like a really he's like a young guy, he's my age. Loves and he's, deep drop fishing. He's out. carved his niche out oh, cool. as a deep drop yeah. fisherman. Yeah. And he's not somebody who's gonna be on Instagram like you know, bragging about it, but he's carved out a niche and he carries the respect of his peers because of his ability to do something really, really well, you know? And and, and like at this point, like the playbook's written, people, you know, largely know how to do a lot of things. So like Just
1: like Billy Big Dick. You know Billy Big Dick? Who's that? Bill DePriest. Priest. <laughs> That's oh. what I call
2: Billy.
1: He, I love Billy. He's yeah. fucking funny, yeah, he's,
2: man. You know, he's, you know, he's kind of carved his niche out, too. I call I him guess, Billy right? Big
1: Dick. Remember, d- whenever you see Bill, Bill DePriest, call him Billy Big oh Dick. Oh, my God. I don't know if I know him that well. I don't know how he would respond to I that. I didn't know him that well, but I just told him that. Yeah, and He but, laughed, so I said, okay, it must be okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, you, well, you remember, you are you're, you have influence, and people do not want to cross the great
1: Nick. No, that I don't have You have, have any the mic, bro. Do you know you how have many the motherfuckers I hate he's and I want to say, hey, I fucking hate this bitch. I hate this mother," And I don't say it. I oh, can't. I don't. Yo, oh, you say
2: it in private. I probably say it in private. Listen. Well, it, yeah. It's like we all. This is the fishing industry. This is like make no mistake. Fishing is like a violent, like brutal, like. Hardcore sport to the same degree that like some of the music you played. is like yeah, h- The yes. hardcore. Yeah, end yeah, of The yeah, musical yeah. spectrum. Like what we do, like bluefin fishing, all this, this is the hardcore end of the sport fishing spectrum where emotions run super high and people are very eggy. And there's like a lot of money being exchanged for different reasons within it, whether you're a commercial guy or whether you're, you know, selling stuff, whether you, th- there's all kinds of like mm-hmm. there's egos through the fucking roof. Like, this is a very high, strong part of the fishing community, and and I am strong just as high as everybody you else. Know, and is you, know, this, you, you know you got to talk.
1: I I talk to. This is my
2: therapy. I have I, to come have here and we <laughs> we mediate some like this is, you know, anger management. We come in here, so and we I have, have like no a therapy. Nice
1: moderated conversation. <laughs> this is nice. I have no therapy, so we're talking it talk out. I talk to dudes. So yeah. one guy I talk to that's pretty level headed, is uh, Ben Donati from Lowdown Customs. Okay, cool. A fucking calmest guy and we'll talk yeah and i just talked to him here and there and you know we have a good and he'll be like bro you need to calm the fuck down <laughs> you know like because i get heated when i don't when i don't like someone yeah. and i yeah. i get I a shout dude, out to ben i'm oh like oh my dude, god you should see i'll me be like dude. hey oh, this motherfucker you know, like yeah and uh you got your certain dude you can talk to that kind of go <laughs> you're gonna fucking die bro if you don't call oh like, all god. right you're right oh no no so tr- I've learned, I've i'm learned, right there me, with you dude i've learned me. to calm down a little like a. Uh, you, you don't, I don't like when someone doesn't like me, but no. I don't know why they don't like me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. It's like, I've never met you. Like, I'm not going to go fuck Evan if I didn't know you. No. He's a fucking asshole. Well, oh, you don't know me. I'm going to go, Evan doesn't know how to fish. He's a fucking cunt. Just, uh, sure sure I don't know does. you. I never fished uh, with you. I don't know no. anything about you. But if I see you on social media, I might judge you off that when I don't know what the truth is. You don't oh. fucking know. You don't know what I've done. I'm not, not the know, arbiter like, of truth. You right? are not the arbiter yeah. of truth. I mean. But you
2: know what we can be? We can be the arbiter of perspective. So, yeah. so I think that one thing that I think that we do well is when we have these conversations where we're we're merely like we're like pointing out the signs of the heads of the trails and go. then people can kind of decide which one yeah. they want to walk down. Right. So we're giving you a path forward. You know
1: how bad? I just won't say the names right now. Just, no. <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm trying to be mentioned too, <laughs>
2: but no, I think that what we're saying is we acknowledge that we're at a split in sport fishing right now. There is a, there is a split in the trail. Right. Mm -hmm. And everybody who's involved in this industry needs to decide which path they want to walk down because they're all going down into like a different forest or a different goalie, you know, and, and one might be the fast path. One might be the hard path. You can decide which one you want to walk down. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's all we're talking about right now. It's just like, and I just feel
1: like maybe it's uh, just fish with your buddies is just fish I mean, right that's what you did but see but that's the thing like, and I, look at all your buddies fishing I mean, is not all... just
2: fish for some people fishing is just fishing like it's just something you do it's like oh who cares like no who it's cares? not no no there, a lot of people fishing is just something that like it's just you just drink your beers but you want to, you want that big tuna like okay like whatever we don't care about the, the, the we don't care about the code this isn't even on the radar I'm just a guy who has a boat and I'm just a guy who likes to catch tuna and I don't even know these people's names I wouldn't know what they look like I am in no way shape or form involved in the fishing industry I'm just somebody who fishes a few weekends year and and like who cares About like the brotherhood who cares about the ethics And the morals who cares about any of these things I just want a stupid tuna I don't care yeah So so these people they but they're probably not listening to this podcast these people these people aren't even a part of the picture You know, I guess what what i'm speaking to is i'm spe- speaking to the people who are on the fence People who are who are trying to, to trying to maybe enter the industry people people who are maybe like More than passively involved people who mm-hmm. kind of dabble in it, you know And 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 now we're trying to like maybe like, you know Go over like some different perspectives and some different options no, and some I mean, different it's, viewpoints, it's, You know For the people who are more than passively involved, but not necessarily like like head deep to the point where they don't really know what they do or don't believe anymore. They're just there. And I feel
1: like sometimes, okay, maybe we're off topic, but maybe you're a young kid and maybe you're going to run into like a sponsorship. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, it might not be fishing this podcast, but it's going to be about Evan going, my experience was I did this with this company. It didn't work out. Maybe you should wait or maybe you shouldn't sell yourself. Yeah. For a company in the beginning. Hold on one second. Yeah. I got to piss. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, where were we? I don't remember. I don't remember. You I had to d- go pee pee. So. I think we were wrapping up the sponsorship conversation. I will say, and and I'll reiterate before we move on from it, what I said earlier, which is I'm at a different place. See, you well, fucking
1: knew already. Evan, he's like, I don't remember. Okay, sponsorship. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but when we talked to the PCS show, you know, it's like, yeah, oh my God, I'm the hate sponsors. You know, I don't want to just be a you know, a bitchy, whiny, anti sponsorship no, guy. You you know? I don't think you were. I don't think you were. But and the thing is <clears throat> sponsorships have helped me. We've talked about this before. It's a huge part of why I'm where I am because I had people who lifted me up when I was young and I I definitely needed to get some exposure so that my charters would book so that Mm -hmm. I would get the on the water experience so that I could segue that into what I do now. It got me to a great place. I'm just a little disillusioned with, with how the sport fishing industry operates right now. And if I felt like there was something that I believed in that came around, I, I would jump into it. But I'd have to really believe it. With It would have to play directly into So when into, you say
1: something, would it be a rod or reel? What is it?
2: Yeah. I mean, listen. I'll work in like – you're not going to see me out there like, like selling like – you know, some obscure, like stupid, like fringe product. But like, yeah, if they're if a company came to me and said, hey, like what's working like a really cool signature series of rods and like we're going to give you a, a percentage of the back end here, yeah. you know, and you'll actually work and we'll build like a great series of rods. Like help me out with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. That sounds really cool. If it was like a, if it was a made in an American company, like somebody I believed in, you know, good, like a good person doing it who had like a shared vision. Totally. You know, like rods are like a core fundamental part of fishing and there should be good ones. You know, so I'd have that conversation. Uh, you know, like same with like reels, like some of the core fundamental parts of fishing. And and I had an opportunity to to put forth like a good, you know, like product built around things I believe in. Yeah, we'd have. Do that you conversation. have a real
1: company you use now, really. or just you kind of use? What but you I don't.
2: Like? I don't send the emails out. You know,
1: I don't. I don't lobby. <laughs> this is this is like when I them. when I go. I have no fucking sponsors. Guess what? Yeah, but when, have I even I, tried? How yeah. many times I've tried to yeah. fucking. Get- <laughs> I don't.
2: Like, I don't lobby. You have to lobby. You have to do a significant amount of like, and then it involves like this like, this constant just flattery. Thank you so much. You know what I think is really tacky? When people like post their sponsorship contracts online, like just signed another year. Here's my signature. It's like, who cares? Like what? You're just, like, it's just, it's so tacky. How many dudes I'm do not, you I, think are making the money though? Nobody, almost nobody. But that's just, but that's just sad on behalf of this, the sport fishing. Like that's just, that's just because people accept that, that people dude, work for the lowest that, common denominator. That, uh, freshwater guys are killing it. Yeah but fresh water I mean it's it's different culturally yeah. Like it's saltwater f- People like California California yeah. is just It's just It's it's strange We're the most populous state in the union With millions upon millions Upon millions of people In the middle of the best fishing That we, anybody's ever lived through How's Florida compared to Oh it's Florida's just I mean you go to Florida And I've been to Florida Like you know For fishing yeah. reasons I mean the amount of boaters And the amount of just Like fishing related Boating related activity Compared to here It's it's 20 times what it is here you know yeah. But it's like but it's just so Cultural over there it's so ingrained in the Culture where well we're still in like Infancy wise for the private boat experience In Southern California it's in its infancy How do we do it let's start it I might Start it <laughs> I, I talked to people about it you Know have you I mean but But you need like smart you need Like it's just got to be done right It's got to be done right it needs like It needs like good good smart Intelligent lobbying <sighs> You know <laughs> like, <laughs> this is, say, you, this is you know gu- what, Bungie. Round next round of MLPAs, we get fucking crushed again. Oh my god! Inevitably, dude. we just get crushed. We just get steamrolled. Yeah, get steamrolled because there's just because no, the same thing. It's just going to be deja vu all over again. And they're smart. They'll wait ten years. You know, they'll, they'll they'll let the other one settle out of the public view, and nobody nobody even cares anymore. It so distant in the past, nobody even remembers how it happened. But the next time it happens. California's, you know, a liberal state. It's, it's the 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 interests of the common man do not align with the interests of a commercial bluefin fisherman, or in the interest of a of a half day, you know, calca bass yeah. charter boat. It, it they just the interests do not align, and and that's just that's a public thing, and they'll just steamroll it through. That's how it'll work, unless there's like a strong, like grounded, forward thinking, enthusiastic base of people who want to protect their future. Yeah. So, <sighs> that's the heavy stuff. Good, 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 good hour. What hour and a half of the of, the, of the deep stuff? So where where do we take from here, Nick? Fishing, fishing. Dude. Let's talk
1: fishing, me, fishing. Yeah, ask
2: me some fishing fishing questions.
1: What's uh, how's it been right now? With the bluefin.
2: You know, it's really great. What a great year. Uh, it's been the best May I've ever seen for sure.
1: Do you think that's because of COVID? It could be. Yeah, it could
2: be. Yeah, you know. You know what I. You know what I think is kind of fascinating. Something I've thought about with fishing. Um do we potentially underestimate uh, the power that like a large sport fishing fleet throwing a tremendous amount of food in the water has to put the brakes or influence the movement of fish? I don't know. I wonder if fish stay at like, for example, the Coronado islands because they're being fed so consistently every day Mm -hmm. for so many weeks at a time. Does that actually put the brakes on the fish's migratory cycle or do they just like kind of like disregard it and keep swimming? And I wonder that with bluefin as well. Like if you don't have a fleet of people, putting the brakes on large volume and kind of locking down So here's spread. a question. Yeah. Do you
1: see, uh, the spots you fish, have they stuck around longer?
2: They're way higher up than they have been in previous maze.
1: Okay. That's, so that's a so it's been a really
2: good May. The fish has been super like accessible for mm-hmm. the May. So you know what I wondered? I wonder, and this is just my thoughts. Uh, I wonder if you know, say you, know, you got a big school of fish, right? And and you have you know a couple dozen sport boats and some big private boats, and in each of those you know boats can kind of like intercept the school every day and kind of shut a school down. You get on like a ten-hour drift. Are you stopping that fish's movement for a day? Are you shutting it down? Are you delaying its migratory cycle because you're feeding them? So is it possible that the movement of this fish in, in the greater movement that we've seen, these fish traveling higher coming farther north earlier in the season than what we're usually accustomed to, mm-hmm. Could that be related to the fact that they're physically not being stopped by a moving food trough? To the same degree that they have been in
1: seasons past, it's so you're possible thinking they might be know. might be going up north a little more.
2: They're moving faster yeah, because, like, all right, yeah. say you, say you start your morning, you pick up at your sonar school at five a.m. You know, in the gray or something, right? You start throwing some bait, you you lock it on you, you get some fish to stick on you, mm-hmm. and you kind of keep them. You keep feeding them every day, you know, all day. You keep you get an eight hour drift, you know, and you got fish blowing out the whole time. Are you are you shutting down a school? Are you stopping a school? Are you hindering that that school's movement? You multiply that by ten or twenty boats. You know, is that effectively like slowing a
1: biomass is has moving down? Has the, the so the fish has been up north more absolutely. I'm not saying where, uh-huh. but like you've noticed them, like whoa, yeah, it's, it's definitely the been the, it's been the best
2: you. May for the small boat fleet yeah, for yeah. for accessibility wise. Yeah, it's been the best May we've ever. What's seen. What's your big fish so far? Like 200 pound fish. We haven't caught uh, like a 250 yet. So a lot of guys have, but yeah. I don't really fish it that much until it's above the border, so I gotta just, you know, lay low. You know, I've just been waiting. So, uh, flyers and stuff, yeah, yummy flyers. The yummy yeah. fishing has been great this year. Um, where do you get your stuff from usually? We've had a couple, we've had really good days this year, uh, on uh, on uh, on uh, on that fish, fishing the dead flyers, fishing the yeah. G flies, the, the karma flyers fly. and all those, yeah. like. So we've had, a, we've had some really good days, uh, some of the best days I've seen for May this year yeah, so far. wow. I am posted or anything, but we've
1: had great days. Um, you don't need to. Evan. No. Evan. Evan, you don't need to, bro. Doesn't no, fucking matter, right?
2: No, yeah. And it's nice because we've, we've been fishing them, like, you know, way up the line at times. We see fish all the way up the Huntington Beach, well in the U.S. waters. It's fun, you know? So we're, we're fishing them in good, accessible areas. So that's super swell, too. And I love that. You know, the days that we've had, like, we had a day in and we we caught fish in, in in february and march and april you know well up in the in the u.s waters which is so nice we oh, had some really dude. good days so i mean that that that's great you know the the movement's been great it's been in a great area f- for us um you know so that's that's super swell uh i think we're gonna have a great summer um i think uh I think uh, I think it's going to be a really really great year of bluefin fishing.
1: You're not doing any charters, huh? No, not really. Still,
2: nah, I you got, haven't I, done I, any I'm this year, huh? I I stay busy with what I'm doing. I haven't done. Yeah, but, know, but who's just, done charters? Just, Almost just, nobody. Look, at, it's COVID. Nobody's true, running. True. You know, I mean, any plans I had to do that definitely got curtailed a little bit by 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 the COVID thing. You yeah. know, um, ah, <sighs> that COVID stuff sucks. It's 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 economically it's a I have a question for you. I yeah. ask everyone this. Yeah.
1: Do you know anyone who's had it? Mm-mm. Not really. So I've asked so but many here's people. The thing. I got super sick in when? January
2: in Cabo. I think with did. a respiratory thing that stuck with me for like two weeks. Oh my
1: God! You almost gave it to no, me at <laughs> PCS show.
2: I might have. Did I? <laughs> no, I just no. Kidding. But I got super sick. I and like, I had been in that, planes, yeah. and they say that stuff hit us in January. Yeah. They say it was here in like December. And it was just floating around. Nobody even knew. You See, know, I'm no not tester. saying I don't believe it. I, I believe was. I had it. been in airports that whole month, flying back and forth from Cabo. I'm in Cabo. A Did you get antibody test? No, I haven't yet. You should. It's I, free. I, I, might, heard. I might get it. I might. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think that, you know, I think that everybody hates so much in California, but I think we should be super fortunate because I think that we were really proactive Fuck and yeah. we actually did a really good job. Like, whatever. You can't go to the beach for a couple of weeks. Grow up, you know? <laughs> What do you want your parents like, you want your grandparents to die of COVID? Like no. chill, you know? What we are you, California's done well. So we didn't get to go to the beach or go yeah. to drink in bars for a couple months. But look at our infection rate relative for our population relative to like New York City. My brother lives in New York City. It's fucked, you know? So I'm what actually did she say? he's not doing shit. I am, huh? I am proud of the state of California for, for the fact that that we haven't denied this, that we haven't mm-hmm. swept in our rug, that we've been proactive and and hopefully that we're gonna have a really great summer because of that, you know. And, uh, you know, I think obviously it's a sensitive topic politically, yeah. but, uh, I believe that good public health policy is absolutely critical, you know? And I think that we should all feel fortunate that we are in a state that actually has like decent public health policy and can stick to its guns. It's a pandemic. Like it's a serious thing. It's not a joke. You know, hundred thousand Americans are dead. Look at, do the math on that. That's twice as many, like compared to the Vietnam war. That's more, that's more Americans that have died in any of our overseas conflicts since world war II.
1: I, uh, chip, I I had you know? my wife's friend uh, uh, She came oh, She came and got her hair done So yeah. we talked and she's a nurse I don't know a hospital It's yeah. local So I said alright how fucking serious is this She's like okay here I'll tell you I'm like what's up She goes one woman came in with a trach and She had COVID yeah. I'm like oh, okay She's like nah no, that's not much I've had all of the people that come in Are 40 to 45 year old men Um, I'm like why she's like healthy um, Good shape So she's thinking because These dudes are not social distancing At all they're not washing their hands That's what she thinks I'm like well, thank God I'm fucking fat and I'm 39. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> well, and the thing
2: is, like, I think that, like, in relation to fishing, like, yeah, it's super sad they closed the lakes. I think that, like, the closing, like, the private boaters with you know family, some of that was excessive, but you know, it's the government and it's very hard to like micromanage things. Sometimes you just have to paint a broad stroke to protect the public health. You know, you're asking people did with you, no, did you, no knowledge or experience to did like. Did you paint do any with, kind of social
1: distancing in the? Yeah, beginning. no, I,
2: absolutely. I've been so. I mean, I haven't been. Hey, you've
1: been doing your whole life, right? What? Social distancing Yeah I mean We're I'm fishermen. We're on the
2: water a lot You know And I think that it's Naturally distancing um, I don't think that You should be able to like, like Yeah we're not going to Bars and stuff right now but, oh. but I was at a bar Two days before They shut it all down Was that fine? You know what I mean With everybody Passing around their jewels You know oh, Sharing drinks You know God. what I mean but I, I mean, yeah, this is like a once in, in a very long time, you know, thing. Like if, if you're if you're a student of history, you know that these things have happened in the past. They've been devastating in the past. And uh, I do believe that that good, strong public policy is necessary to to this is an example of where the government, you know, obviously it's gonna be people hate being told what to do, we're Americans, mm-hmm. but you know, good public policy and, and and strong, you know, strong policy is gonna gonna actually like save lives. And, and, and I am a Californian who does not hate my state. You know, I think that we are an imperfect state, but this is my state. And I believe that, that we've done a good job in protecting the lives of our massive population relative to other, you know, pretty concentrated population centers. We acknowledged it was real early on. And I think that was important. I agree you know so I think that there's 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 instances things that affect us personally like the lake closures Yeah that that obviously we can be disappointed with you know But hey you're gonna get to go to a bunch of lakes that didn't have any freaking fishing pressure on them It's like literally a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for all these places to kind of like Like this is what I look at. this is a once-in-our-lifetime opportunity for all of our favorite fishing spots to like kind of like chill, take a break and yeah, take a yeah, break yeah, yeah. and strengthen Yeah, for after years and years of concentrated pressure. Like it's going to be good when it opens up, Yeah, you know, this is a good thing for the environment. Yeah. This is like putting a pause. This is letting it all heal a little bit. I don't think it's bad. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to benefit us for years down the road, potentially, you know, the trickle down effects that kind of like what we talked about earlier. Yeah. You know, like, give it a break. Yeah, we've done some damage. Like, we we do a number on these poor bass get pounded. Our local <laughs> fisheries get pounded. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it had a second to take a breather and, and take a break and, and and heal itself. Like, it hasn't had a chance to heal in 100 years. And we're, like, upset about it. Like, it's, it's almost, like, very selfish. Yeah. Like, look at how much we've taken. Let it take a little, you know? Give back Give back Like yeah, maybe yeah. out of just respect for the fisheries Give them a break As as respect for the fish that we love so much Yeah, yeah. Give, them a, give them a season to like just sit on their beds Without somebody trying to like pull them off <laughs> Literally Like for one year Every 10 pounder on its bed Doesn't have a bunch of stuff Hopping in front of its eggs For the entire time It's just trying to have yeah, babies yeah. One year Like oh my god <laughs> And here's the thing Everybody who sneaks around to these lakes Is still doing it anyway Yeah It's not like people aren't doing it Yeah You know all the people, all the people who hike through the woods and go in there like on their on their backcountry. Like what? You're still allowed to go hiking, you guys. Yeah, yeah. And and you'll still go anyway. It's not like there's people enforcing (laughs) this stuff. All the people who sneak into these reservoirs at night, they're still going. Yeah. You know, you've never been allowed to do that anyway. Yeah. You know. Fuck it. So I mean, yeah, it's kind of coming back to normal. I'm happy that nobody I know is sick. This is a win. It's good. You know, like what was the alternative? You know. Like what you know, if it? What if we just let it all go? Just let it all hurt hurt it meaning let it burn out. Everybody says that till your grandparents are dying or dead. Everybody says that till it impacts them. Nobody cares until it impacts them personally. You know. So like there was
1: a couple of people in San Diego that had parent grandparents died. I think totally were
2: like, fucked I up. I mean, man. yeah. And what what do you tell the people whose grandparents died? Like, oh, you know, like I wanted to go fish. This sucks. Like I wanted to go catch a bass. You know. So like yeah, like. Face masks are stupid. Yeah, you know, I like, yeah, we're not like we're not going to sit here. We're not wearing masks right now, but we're six feet apart. You know, but, I, but but we have I have a mask. Like, hey, if a, if a place Dude, wants me to wear a mask, these,
1: do you see these stupid looking fucking covers. This is I change them out every fucking time. Yeah. I don't have the money like Joe Rogan to test these fucks, yeah, so dude. we do as best as We're we can. We're doing as
2: best as we can. It's like, I'm not... I'm and not, it's
1: not... So, I wouldn't be so selfish as to be like, no.
2: oh, f- you're infringing on my constitutional rights by making me wear a mask, whatever. No. If you want me to put a mask on, I'll put a mask on. I'm not If I it makes other again, people no. feel better, I'll put a mask on. Like, yeah. oh my God. Everybody is so melodramatic, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this sucks. Everybody is... You know, You know? my girlfriend lives in Cabo San Lucas. I haven't seen my girlfriend in three months. Oh, she came to the PCS show, yeah. right? Oh, it's three months oh man yeah. so like You're, when can you go down there who knows they're locked down too it sucks terrible ruin everything. you gotta find a second girlfriend but, but, right? but what's the alternative the alternative <laughs> just, you have a massive outbreak in Cabo San Lucas yeah. with a terrible healthcare system. Do system have a bunch no, of like they don't poor have, people with, with barely any access to health care or treatments and, and probably next to zero testing how does the case look down there not, I mean they have cases you know it's bad, not though, it's huh? not terrible okay but there's no testing you know, the, the, you, the, it's a, it's a matter of testing. You what know? is she doing? She's locked down like everybody else in Cabo, just trying to trying to trying to keep herself from going insane.
1: And does she go? Uh, how does she get groceries and shit? Like, I mean, you can
2: get groceries, but it's okay. you know you can't like can't even go to the beach. And again, that's where you look at. It, it's like yeah, you can't go to the beach, but like again, it's like it's very hard for 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 government, and it's very hard to manage with a fine pen. You yes. know, in these situations, yeah. you know. Sometimes you just have to paint a, a broad brush to protect the general public, oh, okay. and it's like, yeah, we're giving up some freedoms right now. I don't think it's going to be permanent. Like, look at—we're already basically. I mean, there's no quarantining happening anymore. No, look no. at it. Look at Huntington Harbor on a, on a Saturday. It's a it's a wild Fuck scene. Me, like, it's dude. all right. So we had like a couple slow months, a, a couple months where it wasn't great. But, but like, we saved some lives. So sick, you know? Yeah, no, Like, I less agree. people died than the alternative. Yeah. And that's, like, that's not a loss. That's a win. It's time to open the lakes back up. It's definitely time to open sport fishing back up, you know? But, but you have to do so in a way that protects lives. Yeah. You know? And I, I and, 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 and And I am a believer. My, grand, my, 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 my grandparents were, were civil servants for their entire careers, mm-hmm. all right? Politically. I believe, you know, and, and we can go and you know, politics is a very fragile thing, but I do believe in, in a strong, you know, uh, a strong, uh, you know, pu- public policy. I think that that there's something to be said, you know, for, for professionals, you know, dictating strong, strong public policy. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I think that there are scientists who know more about pandemics than I do mm-hmm. uh, and some things they say might hurt my feelings or make me feel uncomfortable, but I do believe that they're more qualified to the same extent that I'm more qualified to talk about fishing yes. than a lot of people. You know, I believe that professionals generally do professional jobs better than non-professionals, and I'm not like some conspiracy theorist who thinks that this is just some giant government thing to control all of our lives. I think that everybody is being inconvenienced with an equal broad brush, yes. and nobody likes this. So at the end of the day, like California's done well. I'm proud of our state. And if you're a real Californian who loves your state like I do, I think that you can agree, you know? I agree. I mean, I it, I don't know, you know? I know that there's people who won't agree, but, like, just look at the stats.
1: Wow, I agree 100%, you know? man.
2: Excellent. You said your wife's a nurse?
1: No, no her friend. Her My friends. wife does fucking yeah. hair, bro. Oh.
2: <laughs> but you know, like, you ask her, ask her friend what she thinks. You know, that's what. Yeah, like, no. how do you think she feels? She's there. She looks at. She's watching people die. You know, like,
1: no, it's fucking. Scary, we're all so
2: disconnected because we don't know anybody. Yeah, you know, because yeah, there's a lot of people in her state, and her infection levels relatively low. Yes, yes, you know.
1: Well, fuck, man! But, I think this has been a great podcast. It's been two hours long.
2: We might, we might. I mean, the political stuff. We'll see. I don't know. No, I don't we'll want to make it. everybody I sad. I mean, we're just
1: talking, but dude. No. We're shooting the shit. Um, I want to say thank you to Evan, being a longtime supporter. The only, you know, what that thing I really like Evan does is he fucking bought a sweatshirt. He's like, I want to buy it. I said, okay. Not only did he fucking buy one, I watch his stories. And I see him wearing the fucking sweatshirt. Do you understand how few, like, clothes I have at this point? <laughs> so and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. He's looking wear it. a sweatshirt. I promise. And I will destroy it in, like, two months. <laughs> Great. It, I'll have another one waiting fish for you. One. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah. Look it. And I, I see the pictures. So I want to say thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, you've been a longtime supporter of the podcast since day one. And uh, – we're gonna do a cool little video with Evan in a minute, and he's gonna show us how to rig the flyer. I'm gonna do it. There you go. And uh, this, is, this is
2: my this is my physical contribution. Thank I am, you. I appreciate do a, that. We're gonna do a flyer for the people.
1: I appreciate that, man. Do it for the people, man. They're, that's what we're doing for California.
2: Yeah. Hey, I'm. I, I think that at the end of the day, um, we are we are. Uh, California we are healthy we are here I'm fortunate that we get to even have this conversation right now I think that uh we've we've had a really rough year I hope all of your listeners are okay uh it's been it's obviously been a rough few months but it's a little cathartic for us to be able to you know talk about things like this today dude and uh I really I really truly hope that everybody no matter what side of the sport fishing spectrum uh you know or the overall fishing spectrum you operate on I hope everybody has a really good summer and I will say uh as things open up, as the lakes open up, as the landings open up, like absolutely go support sport fishing. Yep. You know we've made it through this this really challenging time. Hopefully, you know we get to we get to get on the back end of it now, and I hope that everybody really makes a very strong effort to support the sport fishing community. Uh, your small boat guys, your sport boat guys, your tackle shops, your local lakes, your landings—the full spectrum. Do what you can to support sport fishing. And uh, and as always, thank you, Nick, for supporting me. And, and thank I, you, uh, brother, will always support your podcast. All right, thanks, in equal, man. In an
1: equal way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, guys.